1: commitment for just a moment do you remember the old joke about the pig and the chicken who were walking by a church where a potluck dinner was taking place and getting caught up in the spirit of the event the pig suggested to the chicken that they jump in and help out great idea said the chicken let's offer them ham and eggs wait a minute not so fast said the pig for you that's just a contribution For me, it's a total commitment. Okay, I know you remember that one. (laughs) So these days, there's another phrase out there that we all know that indicates total commitment. And the phrase is going all in. And uh, I wasn't going to ask you how all of you know this phrase, but, uh, uh, okay, we all know how you know this phrase, and that's because many of you have watched uh, one of those shows about professional poker players on television. Uh, Am I the only one that's going to tell the truth? And that's where you've heard this. Whenever a poker player risks everything, on one hand, it's called going all in. Which, exactly, which is exactly what the pig would be doing if he went along with the chicken's plan. So I'm going to give you something to think about by asking you that question in regard to your Christian walk and your involvement in your church today. Are you all in? Are you all in? Now, I'm not questioning anyone's commitment. But I know it's a good thing when I question my own level of commitment. So the question is really meant to be a personal one. Am I, am I all in? Now, when I ask the question, are you all in? It's with the knowledge the Word provides that being all in is the only way God meant for His kingdom to be advanced. And you know why? Because Jesus went all in where you and I are concerned. He was totally committed to his mission. He said he would bring life and healing, and he did. He said he would suffer, and he did. He said he would die for our sins, and he did. He said he would rise again and sit at the Father's right hand and prepare a place for us, and he has. Jesus was definitely and is definitely all in. Now, in my job as a leader in our family business, I, I'm responsible for asking the big what-if questions. Questions like what if we invested in that equipment or that technology? What if we hired that person? What if we really got behind that product? What result could we expect if we made a commitment to this idea or to that one? And it's by asking these questions that we begin to form a conscious business plan for our future. So That's why I ask you another question today. What if... All of us were all in. What if all of us were all in? Can you imagine the power of a unified, single-minded, multi-talented group of spirit-filled believers banded together, engaged in ministry in a small community? You see, the the church has always been filled with lots of people with good intentions. But good intentions are not enough. And good intentions are not acceptable to the Lord. Jesus didn't come to the world with good intentions. He came to give us hope, life, and a future. His actions validated the words that he spoke. The word says, as the body without the spirit is dead, so faith without deeds is dead. Now, we understand that our good deeds in themselves carry no promise of hope in eternity. But knowing that, we also know that the smallest deed is greater than the best intention. What if? What if all of us We're all in, working and active in the kingdom of God. Can I ask you something today? Are you all in? Are you all in in the pursuit of Jesus Christ and His purpose for your life? And if you're not, if you're holding back for some reason today, you're depriving yourself from the greatest joy, of seeing what will happen if you decide to go all in. There's no substitute. There's no substitute for joining forces with the family of God and advancing the kingdom of God. Today, as Pastor Dan shares with us a forward look into the future of Bethesda, I know that he wants you to be a part of it. And I know that God has amazing things planned for the people who are sold out, commit, and all in for Jesus Christ. Can you say amen this morning? Praise the Lord.
0: Don't go away. On the Bright Side, we'll be right back.
2: The slide. It's what I liked best at the playground as a kid. I got a feeling of freedom, like I could do anything, and I loved it. Now, as an adult... I still love the slide, but it's the Slide Z Flashlight from Nebo Tools. That's S-L-Y-D-E. The Slide Z is a 2-in-1 high-intensity flashlight with a powerful work light concealed inside the flashlight body. You just slide it to reveal. With the 4 times adjustable zoom, fully deemable beam, and instant on feature, I get a feeling of freedom, like I can do anything.
0: Welcome back to On the Bright Side. Email Bobby at onthebrightside.org and let him know you're listening.
1: Say this with me Dear Dear Lord, I want your blessing on my life. Now, whether we express this verbally often or not, this is a constant declaration for every Christian, isn't it? Because we love the Lord and we desire his blessing on our life at all times and I want to assure you this morning that God intends to and plans on showering you with his blessing but you have to remember to do these four things I'm going to tell you about to maximize his blessings on your life the first thing to remember is that you have to receive God's blessings through Christ the greatest blessing you will ever receive is the gift of salvation through Jesus Christ. When we accept him, we are already eternally blessed. Can you say amen to that? You see, God blesses us in many ways, but he starts our relationship out with the greatest blessing of all. He saved us. He gave us life, hope, and a future. And the word says, what shall I return to the Lord for all his goodness to me? Of course we want God's blessings on our life, but first we have to stop and acknowledge that when we have accepted Christ, we are blessed. Now and forever. Amen. So we want God to keep blessing us. Okay. The next thing we have to remember is this. We celebrate God's blessings by worship. The word says, bless the Lord. Oh, my soul. And forget not all his benefits. You might say, am I supposed to celebrate God's blessings when I don't feel I'm very blessed? Yes. Yes. Yes, you are. You know why? I just told you why. Because of Christ, I live. That's why. And when we adapt this outlook on our life, we develop a different attitude about the trials and the hardships in our life. We put them in God's hands where they belong, and we celebrate because through Christ, we're saved and we're blessed. So we elevate Christ, and then we celebrate Christ. For everything he's done for us. And that brings me to the third thing we have to remember. To be blessed. We have to expect God's blessings. By faith. The word says without faith. It's impossible to please God. Because anyone who comes to him must believe that he exists. And that he rewards. Blesses. Those who earnestly seek him. You see many times we can't feel or see the blessings that we have. Or that are coming our way. Because we don't always know what God is up to. And that's why we have to trust him. If we did know, we wouldn't need faith. So sometimes we can be going through the fire. But still we can know by faith that God has his hand on us. The Lord said, don't worry, little flock. For it is the Father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. And finally, we have to remember that we are always blessed when we share God's blessings with others. Now, we could make this part all about money. The Word sure gives us plenty of material on giving to others, but that would be way too limiting of God's purpose in our life. The best thing we can share with others is the best thing that God shared with us. Jesus. When we share the blessing that Christ is to us with others, I'll tell you, every other blessing that we have will just spill out of us. The Word says that we are even supposed to respond to people with bad attitudes. Did you know that? It says this. Don't repay evil with evil or insult with insult. On the contrary, repay evil with what? Blessings. Because to this, you were called that you may inherit what? Blessings. That's what you were called to do. You know something? I'm blessed. I am a blessed man. It took me a long time to understand that my circumstances don't really have any say about that. And it's only been since I have understood that, that God God has begun to bless me in ways that I could have never hoped for or imagined. You see, everything that we have is because of the grace of God. If you want God's blessing on your life today, you just receive his greatest blessing through Jesus Christ. Celebrate God's blessing in your life through worship this morning. Expect God's blessing in your life by faith in him and his word and share what God has blessed you with. And I promise, I promise that no matter what happens, you will always live a blessed life. Live life on the
0: bright side. Visit onthebrightside.org to email Bobby and let him know you're listening.
3: I'm into power, real power. That's what I get with my Nebo Tools 7Z flashlight. This is a high-lumen flashlight, 770 lumens to be exact, Maybe you don't know lumens like I do, but trust me, that's a lot of power. The 7Z provides up to 25 hours of light on low beam and 7 hours of light on high beam when powered with 9 AA batteries. But with versatile flex power, I can still run brightly on only 6 or even 3 batteries. Like all Nebo Tools flashlights, the 7Z is durable. You can find Nebo Tools' intensely bright flashlights in hardware stores everywhere, batteries plus bulbs, and online at nebotools.com. That's N-E-B-O-Tools.com. Check out all the bright ideas at NeboTools.com, including my favorite, the powerful 7Z. Use the promo code ChristianRadio and receive a 10% discount on your order. At work, home, or play, for the ultimate in flashlights, let Nebo light the way.
0: Welcome back to On the Bright Side with Bobby Bollinger, brought to you by Nebo Tools. For the ultimate in flashlights, find bright ideas at NeboTools.com.
1: Okay, well, I have also uh, a word of encouragement for people today. I just feel like that that's what someone out there needs to hear, and I want to share that to anybody that is going through a difficult time right now. But first, I want to start by telling you a story. When I was a teenager, our family moved to a new city, and I was trying to find my place and fit in at school, and one day... While trying to be funny, I made a wisecrack about how dumb another student was. It was a guy named Big Al. (laughs) Now I didn't really know Big Al. I just knew that he was older than everyone else and that he didn't even bother trying to do his schoolwork. Well nobody seemed to notice or care about my Big Al is so dumb joke until the next day when Big Al went into the janitor's closet to smoke a cigarette, which by the way said, no smoking, dangerous chemicals. And when he lit it up, there was an explosion and Big Eye was killed. Well, it was very tragic and the student body was understandably traumatized. But during lunch a few days later, I was outside on a basketball court and I looked up to see an angry mob of over a hundred guys surround the court. With the full intention of destroying the new guy. And this is because I, was making, I had made fun of Big Al. And as the mob started closing in on me, I experienced a little of what one of my favorite characters in the Bible experienced a long time ago. His name was Jehoshaphat. And out of his story comes one of life's greatest lessons for us. And that is what to do when your back is against the wall and there seems to be no way out. Well, I don't know about you, but when I think of Jehoshaphat, the first thing I think of is who named him. <laughs> what was his parents thinking? What do you suppose they called him in the first grade? And then I wonder where the term jumping Jehoshaphat came from. I don't know. Does anybody know? I- but here's a quick story about, about him. Jehoshaphat was ruling the country and trying to do the right thing. When he learns that there are three huge armies approaching the city. He is hugely outnumbered. He knows he can't beat them. There was no way out. But Jehoshaphat does take action and he does three things. The same three things that we must do when we're facing crisis. The first thing that he did... Was he took the problem to the Lord? Jehoshaphat called a fast, and he had everyone in the country come together to pray and seek God's help. And prayer should always be our first and best weapon. We should pray at the first sign of trouble, not, at a last, not as a last resort. The next thing that Jehoshaphat did was admit his weakness. He prayed, Lord, we don't know what to do. But our eyes are upon you. You know, the only person that God doesn't help is the one that thinks he doesn't need any. If, it, if your back's against the wall, that's a pretty good sign that you're just not on top of things. Jehoshaphat admitted that his army was no match for his enemies. And the third thing that Jehoshaphat did was that he thanked God in advance. The word says that the spirit of the Lord came upon one of the men that was praying and through him, the Lord said this. Do not be afraid. or discouraged because of this vast army for the battle is yours. But for the battle is not yours, but God's. So while the armies approached the city. Jehoshaphat and his people began to worship God. Not having any idea how this was going to turn out. They had faith in God and in his word. In fact, the word says that they appointed men to go out front of the army and sing praises to the Lord. Can you imagine that? That was like sending the choir out in front of the army. Well, I hope you read the story again in Second Chronicles 20. The Lord caused the three armies to fight each other. They were completely destroyed. And not only were the Jews saved, but it took them days to carry home all the treasure that their enemies left behind. And Jehoshaphat and his people thanked God for the victory before they had it. Well, if you're wondering how things turned out for me facing that angry mob, I can tell you that... I didn't have the wisdom of Jehoshaphat. But somehow the Lord gave me the words to diffuse the situation and I survived it. I think that's also when I discovered I was destined for a career in sales. (laughs) But listen, when you feel like there is just no way out of your situation, if you feel like you're standing in quicksand. And slowly sinking. Those three things will put your feet on solid ground. Take your situation earnestly before the Lord. Admit that you can't handle it. And that you need his help. And then thank him for the victory that you are going to have. The word says that after the Lord's great victory over the enemies of Judah, that the kingdom of Jehoshaphat was at peace, for his God had given him rest on every side. So don't be discouraged this morning. The battle is the Lord's. Say that with me. The battle is the Lord's. And he came through for Jehoshaphat. And he'll
0: come through for you.
2: Hey, listen, I'm demanding, and when I shell out my hard earned money for a purchase, that item better deliver everything promised. I'd also like to think I'm a tough customer, so when it comes to my flashlight, the Big Larry from Nebo Tools, there is no problem because the Big Larry is a tough work light. Darkness doesn't stand a chance. The Big Larry is intense, unbelievably bright and dependable. I never go to work without it. The Big Larry also includes a low light mode and a red flash mode. Perfect for distress signaling or roadside emergencies, the anodized aluminum body and recessed LED housing ensures that the Big Larry can handle any situation. Find Nebo Tools' intensely bright flashlights, including the powerful and versatile Big Larry, available at Batteries Plus, Bulbs, and in hardware stores everywhere, and online at nebo.tools.com. That's n e b o tools.com. Use the promo code Christian Radio and receive a ten percent discount on your order. At work, home, or play, for the ultimate in flashlights, let Nebo light your way.